We shake Brother Eddie, don't we? Amen. And we've had a great week this week. It's hard to believe it's already Friday. And uh, really good crowds every service. And uh, so I'm, I'm greatly honored uh, that you've come out here again uh, on this Friday, this last morning service. And so we just feel greatly privileged and honored for you to be here. I really have enjoyed this week. And uh, enjoy being with the Nesbitts. Man, they have been awesome. I tell you, I just appreciate how God's moved around here. And then last night, Brother Lamar just outdid himself again. And, and uh, the altar service was powerful. And that's what, that's what it's really all about. You know, we can preach and they can, you know, people can say, well, that was great and all these things. But the biggest part of what we do is what happens in the altars. Kind of like what Brother Eddie said here. You know, I, I can't help but think whenever he starts talking about that, uh, those people at the Bethlehem campground over in Bonifay where we were staying, those, those, folk, those folks could cook. I mean, they could cook, couldn't they, brother? I signed up to fast uh, for seven days. I'm not telling you that to brag on myself at all because I'm not, that's not what I, I'm trying to do here, but our prayer meeting time was that morning in the cafeteria. And whenever you got up to go to the prayer meeting at 6, they always had bacon and sausage and biscuits and grits and eggs, my favorite stuff to eat. If you, I could eat grits and eggs and bacon all the time. Because I love it. And that first morning I come in there and there's that bacon smelled that whole place up. And I said, I got to pray through this. <laughs> Amen. I got about the fourth day in there and it was rough. But after about the fourth day, I, I was good with it. LaVoy Hart come to me and he said, Brother Allen, he said, I signed up for longer than what I should have signed up for. <laughs> he said, I've come here all this way to get what I need from God. And all I can think about is eating. He said, so I'm not fasting as long as what I said I was going to fast. I said, well, you go ahead, but I'm not going to do that. And uh, I made it. I made it. And then later on, like he's talking about, that day is when God just really blessed and touched us in there and helped us, you know, uh, spending 30 days away from your family and uh, just to find out, you know, what the Lord wants to do. Because at that time, I really didn't know what, I was going to do. I had some things that had happened in my life. I never pastored a church. I just was preaching around and uh, ended up that I went back to the church where I found the Lord at to begin with. And I've been pastoring there for 23 years, 24 years will be this, this July, this coming July. So God's been good to me. There's been a lot of obstacles, but he's a great God. Amen. And I don't, I don't want to miss out. Uh, what he wants. If he gets through with me doing this, I, I want to be doing the next thing that he wants me to do, whatever that is. And I pray that he'll just lead us that way. It's been great this week. I really appreciate Brother Lamar being with him. It's been a great privilege for me uh, to be able to preach along beside him. He's a great preacher, great man of God, and we just appreciate him so much and all of you that are here uh, today. I don't know exactly how things will go this morning, but we'll just try our best and I was up to 1.30 last night trying to, you know, get things in order and then up this morning. So we'll just see how it goes today. And God's helped us, and I just trust him to do that again here 
this morning. Amen. I'm going to read in a couple of places in Joshua uh, today. If you want to get your Bibles and turn to the book of Joshua with us. And uh, we'll read there today and, and preach a little bit. The Lord be in our help. Amen. Joshua chapter number two. Joshua chapter number two. And Joshua chapter number six. Joshua chapter number two. Joshua chapter number six. In chapter two, we're going to read verses 18 and 19. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou hast let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all of thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. and We will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head if any hand be upon him. Now turn over to chapter number 6 and verse number 17. Chapter 6 and verse number 17. The city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that are with thee are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that he sent or that we sent. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Father, today we know that we cannot do anything without you. We need your help here today. I pray, God, that you'd anoint us. We know your word don't come back void, but God, take your vessel and use us here this morning, God, that we may do your will in this service. I pray, God, that you'd touch the lives of the people that are here, God, and we thank you, Father, for all that has already been done. And we just ask you now, God, to help us in this service that we can do your will, God, and be what you would have us to be in every way. We ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to title this message this morning, Get in the House. Get in the House. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the 25th verse of the 10th chapter, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The Bible says, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. When God speaks and God gives a directive of what needs to happen, then we have to follow that. We have to go in that direction. We have to do that that God desires for us to do. The Bible says, amen, in Joshua 6 as well, and Joshua saved Rahab, the heart of the alive, and her father's household, 
and all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua sent spies to view the land, but it in, did, it in no way did help in the promise of God. His word is true whether or not we see it or not. Amen. Whatever God is going to do, if I don't get to look at it, doesn't mean that it isn't going to take place. Amen. And we walk by faith, the Bible says, and, and not by sight. So when we're living this life, and whatever God says to us, and we track on in that path, and we do what the Lord desires for us to do. Amen. And as we live this life, there are things that are absolutely going to have to be lived by faith. Amen. I'm not going to be able to actually put everything right in front of me and just have it all spelled out for it to be all right. But God has said, this is the path that you need to take. This is the directive that you need to go. And so I've heard what God desires, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. In other words, let's get in the house of God. Let's get where we need to be because we've heard you, God. You have spoken to us, God. The time is short. Amen. Things are wrapping up really quickly. And it is time to get things like they need to be. I thought, as Brother Lamar shared the other day, about how that he rode the bicycle to the end of the road to look for his daddy coming home so that they could have supper. And I told him, I said, our house was the same way. Amen. My dad went to work. And my mom stayed home. And, and we, we, we three boys, and we, we were there at the house. And, and mama raised us. And, but about five o'clock, we could expect dad and, to roll in. And, amen. To the driveway. And, and at 5.30, and, amen, we were going to sit down around and, the, the supper table. And, and we were going to eat supper and, as a family together. We did it every Sunday single weeknight. There was not a night that we didn't sit around the table and eat. I know it's different today. Amen. A lot of folks, they gather around the television set and watch a ball game or they sit around and watch their favorite sitcom. But it wasn't that way in our house. My dad wasn't even saved and my mama wasn't even saved. But at 5.30, brother, we sat down around the table and we ate supper together and my dad made sure that we asked the blessing of being an unsaved man and we still did that but there was times amen that we'd be out in the yard playing and doing our thing and mama amen when she was there with us during the daytime I don't know if it was like this for you but mama she'd be cleaning the house and she said now you boys y'all get yourselves out of this house 
get out yonder and play uh, and do whatever you want to do uh, and don't you be coming back in here and tracking up my house uh, you stay out of the house uh, you get out of the house uh, while we're doing this uh, amen but when it got supper time brother uh, amen it was, a, it was a cry that came out uh, from mama that said uh, hey you boys uh, get in the house uh, amen it's time uh, to eat supper uh, and we need you to get uh, in here so that we can all uh, be together amen uh, I want to tell you today folks uh, that we're living uh, in the very last uh, of the last days uh, of the church uh, and as we're doing that uh, we need to have our ears tuned uh, to hear uh, what we need to hear uh, we heard our brother say uh, that there's a lot of people uh, that hear uh, but they don't hear uh, there's a lot of people that see uh, but they don't see uh, but it's time uh, as we come to church uh, that we tune up our ears uh, to hear exactly uh, what God is saying uh, to the church of the living God uh, I do believe uh, that we're sitting here uh, right on the rapture of the church uh, and it is no time uh, to miss uh, the supper time call You have heard because the Bible says about Rahab. We have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites Amen, that were in the other side of Jordan. Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. Amen. And, and this story is one that I'm sure that most all of us are familiar with. Rahab, the harlot, right? If you've been in church any length of time, You've heard about Rahab, and there's a lot of things about her that carries on her name. In fact, as you look all the way through, you're going to find she is one of the most important people in all of the Bible. Amen, Rahab is. And so, you know, Moses is dead. Joshua is the leader now. And Joshua is going to bring the children of Israel Amen. To the place that God had intended for them to be from the start. Amen. And to get them there, amen, there's some things that are going to have to take place. Jericho is going to have to be destroyed. Jericho is going to have to be taken care of. Amen. When the storm rises or the supper bell is called, there's things that needs to be listened to. Amen. I thought about this. We ain't had no rain in a long time. We've got a chance of it today. And so I've been praying, God, send us some rain. Amen. But in that get out of the house 
deal and you can hear at the house and down in South Mississippi and a lot of times and you'd hear a bump of thunder and amen during the middle of the day especially in the summertime and, and mother would come to the door and, and she'd say boys and it's time to get in the house and because there's a storm coming and it's about to rain and it's going to get bad and, and so we need you to I need you to get in here and, so that you don't uh, find yourself uh, in the midst of this storm of uh, getting yourself all in danger and such. Uh, amen. The Bible uh, would give us direction uh, that God uh, is always about uh, taking care of his people uh, when there's trouble uh, that is on the horizon. Uh, amen. The Bible tells us uh, that Noah was shut in uh, to the ark. Uh, amen. Sister Stephanie uh, made mention the other day when we were at lunch. Uh, she said, you know, Brother Allen, uh, amen, that God uh, didn't have to do any, or we didn't have to, Noah didn't have to do anything uh, to get the animals uh, to get on the ark. Uh, amen. He just said that uh, God did. Uh, amen. When the ark was built, uh, he said, Noah, build the ark. Uh, and Noah did. Uh, and God uh, directed the animals to get on that ark. But there's one part of that, amen, that man has to do himself. I know Noah's family got on that ark, but what about it, folks? Do you think Mama seen the storm cloud coming and decided that I needed to call the boys to get on the ark? I want to tell you something, church, we're in a storm today. The clouds are gathered and the Holy Ghost is saying to us, get on the ark and get in the house and come the way that you ought to come. You see, the boys had the opportunity to say, no, Mama, we're not getting on there. You know how I know that? Because there's a whole multitude of other people that decided not to. And I don't believe that one of them Amen. Didn't hear or know that there was an opportunity to get in the house, get in the ark. All of them did. But they decided not to. And so Noah's family said, yes, Mom. Yes, Dad. And the Bible says, Brother Lamar, when they got into the ark, that God shut the door. God did that. Amen. And there's another story in our Bible where God spoke and he said, if you put the blood on the top of the door and on the doorpost and get your firstborn, and in fact, get all of your family into the house because the Passover of Amen. It's coming. Uh, and the death angel's going to go through Egypt. Uh, and every boy, every firstborn child, every firstborn animal uh, where the blood uh, has not been applied uh, is going to perish. Uh, I want to tell you something, folks. Uh, amen. The way that we make it, uh, the way that we get there uh, is to get under the blood. Uh, get in the house. Uh, get where the blood's at. Amen. They heard. They heard about Israel's God. Amen. Rahab has an opportunity. Amen. To change things. Not only for herself, but for her family. Right? right. right. 
And so she says, we heard about you. That's what she told them two spies that came. Amen. And those two spies tells her the way out. Right? But before that happens, there's a lot of other things that takes place. Amen. Before the city is destroyed. I begin to read on this last night, and you can disagree if you want to. That's all right. Amen. But when they got there, you know, the priest had to put their feet in the Jordan. It stood up on a heap. Amen. The, you know, I, I live over in Jackson County. There's a dog river over there, Escatoba River. It's about dried up. But a lot of times in the winter times, it's up over, over the banks, man. It's, it's everywhere. Right? And the Bible tells us that the Jordan is over its banks. This is the harvest time here during this time. So that means it's overflowed its banks. And when they took, put their feet, amen, on the, on, in the water, it stands up on a heap. In other words, it ain't like the Red Sea, Brother Lamar. Red Sea parted hither and thither. And there's water on this side and water on this side, like you preach so well here Monday night. But this is a little different. It holds it up on one side, right? And, and, the, and the, as it flows down, to the Dead Sea, amen, things have just dried up, right? Yeah. So I, I want you to just imagine with me, this is, you know, I, I do the same thing. I'm, I'm thinking, well, God has stood this river up on a heap. Yeah. That means that there's a flow still coming. Is it going around the sides and still running down? Because if it's doing that, that means somebody's getting wet, right? That's not the way it happened, brothers and sisters. That water's still coming, uh, amen, from the source of, of where it, it gets its source from. And as that water's flowing down, uh, it stands up on a heap. Uh, and the more water that comes, uh, the higher uh, that that stands up. Uh, amen, because it's not going around. Uh, amen, it's going up. Uh, and the Bible uh, tells us uh, that Jericho uh, was, was a little bit south. Uh, amen, if you look at history, uh, about where the children of Israel uh, probably crossed uh, in order to go uh, toward what God uh, would have them to do uh, when they got to Jericho. Uh, and they say, uh, historians say, uh, that there was no way uh, that they could potentially see uh, where the children of Israel uh, crossed the Jordan. Uh, but you know what, folks? Uh, amen. Uh, they heard about it. Uh, somebody told about it uh, because there was somebody that was close enough uh, to Jericho uh, that probably saw uh, that water stretching all the way up to heaven. I don't know about you, but just maybe somebody on the tower looked up there on a clear day and said, what in the world is going on down there? There's a water that's stretching all the way up to heaven. You say you got a big imagination. There's no way that could have happened. Why not? Could have. Amen. I drove uh, on the causeway going to work. I had to drive across, the, you know, the Gulf of Mexico down there. And I can look out there on a, <laughs> a good, clear day where the water's just slick, I mean. It's just reflecting off of it. And you can see little old 
Round Island and Sand Island. And then you look several miles. It don't look like it, Brother Doug, but several miles in the clear day, there's Horn Island wrapped all the way around. There's Ship Island over there, all the way from Pascagoula to Biloxi, Mississippi. Amen, that I can see as clear as, as you can see anything. So I wonder if it was a good clear day whenever they was crossing that Jordan River and they, that heat just stretched all the way up. Amen. Uh, they probably said, what in the world is going on over there? But somebody come running back. I can tell you what's going on. I was close enough. Uh, I seen them priests uh, put their feet in that water. Uh, and when they put their feet in that water, uh, that river stopped. Uh, amen. And as they was long, uh, as they was in the water, uh, the, the heat stood up. Uh, and all of Israel uh, crossed over uh, and came towards uh, what they was going to take care of. Spies has already been there. They talked to Rahab. Amen. She hit them because she heard. I want to ask you something. Do you think that she was the only one that heard? We're living in a time where people act like they don't know. They, they, they seem as if they're oblivious to what is happening. But I believe they've heard. I believe they're just not paying attention to what they need to pay attention to. Now, you know, like I told Brother Lamar, he said, you got it together. I said, I don't know. I may be all over the place this morning. Amen. As I am, you just bear with me. Amen. But they're, gonna, they're ending up going to Jericho. The two spies have spied the land out. The king saw them. Rahab hides them. Amen. They end up telling Rahab, they tell her, I, I, got, I got something I need to say to you. Amen. When you come back here, amen, just remember me. I, remember that I took care of you. Remember that I listened to you. Remember me. Amen. And, 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 the, and the two spies says, amen, if, if you will get yourself in a house and and when you let us down by this scarlet thread, amen, if you'll just keep this scarlet thread hanging out your window, then we are going to bypass you and everything's going to be all right. But you got to keep the thread out and you got to keep your mouth shut. You can't tell our business. Amen? Boy, that'd be real hard to do, wouldn't it? Sometimes there's things that we need to keep to ourselves and we just can't help ourselves. Man, I really do try to be real deliberate before I open up my mouth. I do. I try to, brother. Amen. I had somebody tell me one time, said it's better to remain silent than be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> right? And there's some people that just can't get a hold of that. Amen. They feel like they've got to tell every single thing. But she hides those spies. She doesn't tell the king. 
Amen. She lets them down by the scarlet thread. Amen. And, and all along the line, there's some things, uh, amen, that they have spoken unto her uh, that she uh, is going to have to fulfill. If she doesn't, uh, her whole family uh, is going to be lost. Uh, amen. Sometimes, uh, amen, what we do is we get so consumed uh, with all the other things that are going on uh, that we fail to recognize uh, that there's things that God uh, would desire for us to do uh, to make sure that not only our Ourselves are saved and all right, but that our family as well is taken care of. Amen. And some of this thing that we're talking about here now is that we have a class of people that sometimes we feel don't have the deserving right to tell us anything. But we've got a woman who has been classified as a harlot that has the saving power of her whole family. I want to tell you something today, folks. I'm not advocating uh, immorality uh, or immoral acts uh, but I am here to tell you that when God pulls somebody out uh, that God uh, can do what he wants uh, how he wants uh, when he wants uh, with whoever will be the obedient servant uh, that God uh, wants them to be so Jericho seems to be impregnable right you can't get in it it's got a six-foot wall. I'm six-foot-two, so it's a little higher than me of stone that is in clay. And then it has a six-foot deep stone wall that is up on top of that that is about 26 feet. That's the first wall. And then you have inside of that you have an area where poor folks live. And then you got another wall that's about the same height where all of the elite live at. There's about 1,200 residents all put together of Jericho. It's about six acres on the top. It's a smaller area on the lower part. But more than likely, Rahab's house is built on the outer wall. And there's a window on the outer wall where she can let the spies down. Amen. Out of the house. And so, if you look at all of that that they have, and here's this storm coming. Amen. And you know, you say, well, Brother Allen, that's the children of Israel. That's God's hand, and that's what God's going to do. God's going to judge this world, ladies and gentlemen. God's going to do that. Amen. The devil may think he's in control, and there's going to be things that's going to happen when the rapture takes place, but God's going to pour out the wrath on this earth when they're in the tribulation time. Not the devil. The devil's going to be the one that's the recipient of that. Amen. And so God, here he is, and he's coming to, to destroy Amen, Jericho. It looks to be uh, that it cannot be destroyed. Amen. History would tell us uh, that this is the harvest time. On the top up there, there's a spring uh, that feeds it with water continually. So they don't have to go out uh, to get any water. Uh, all the water that they'll ever need uh, is on the inside uh, of that impregnable fortress uh, that they're in. Also, uh, it is harvest time. Uh, and so they have all of the harvest uh, that they would ever need. Uh, 
Some say that they could have withstood an attack for 30 years and not had to have opened the doors and go out. I want you to remember when you hear about Jericho what a miracle God did by bringing the walls down, brothers and sisters. I don't care how strong America thinks she is. There's a God in heaven that's able to put her down to get their attention to know that God is still God. I'm here to tell you today, folks, that no matter what or who rises up in power, there is a God in heaven who is and always will be all-powerful. alluded to this story yesterday when I was preaching on Get With It about how they marched around that city, right? But they told Rahab you let us down by the scarlet thread you don't tell them where we at or we was here and everybody you get in your house will save alive Amen It's important Brother Eddie for them to get in the house. It's important. I love Brother Eddie. And I said this the other day too. I'm not trying to repeat myself, but it really just comes to me now. As I pastor a church, and I have people that are, look, I, I'm, I'm concerned about every soul. But my family is my family. They're my they're my own blood. And I really worry about them a whole lot. And I've, I've, I've taught my girls what kind of church you ought to go to. But more than that, I taught them that book and that prayer is how you succeed or get through the things of this life. Amen. And so it bothers me when somebody comes to me and says, well, you know, my kids have been backslid for a long time. But you know, they said they went to so-and-so church. And I'm just so glad they're in church. Boy, that's really noble, right? That's a noble saying. But I can tell you this, folks. There's a lot of houses on the side of that wall up there at Jericho. But there ain't but one right house to get in. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning, whether you do or not. I said there's only one right house to get in. And it ain't no denomination. Amen. It's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you ain't in that church, you ain't in the right church. If you ain't in Rahab's house, you ain't in the right house. And if you get in the wrong house, whenever the judgment of God comes by, you're going to be lost. Lost. And so, they said, get everybody in your house. Your house. Don't tell nobody. And you and your family will be saved. I love you. I don't know all of you. But I still love you. Amen. Because Jesus loves you. And Jesus lives in me. That's what gives us all of this kindred that we've got. Amen. That's why we do what we do. 
That's why we're in church this morning and Brother Eddie's having camp meeting. He's trying his best, amen, uh, to stoke, start, stoke a revival of not only in your souls, uh, but for some souls out there that ain't in the house. Amen, they're out. They're not where they need to be at. Amen. And so, the spies leave. She lets them down out of the window with a scarlet thread. Right? Well, it ain't just a little old bitty thread. It's got to hold two men, so it's got to be a little bit bigger than just a piece of needle thread, right? It's got to be something bigger than that. And uh, isn't it amazing when you read that, amen, that it isn't a blue thread? It isn't a green thread? It isn't some other kind of colored thread? What kind of thread is it? I said, what kind of thread is it? It's a scarlet thread. It's a red thread. Amen. You know what that represents? That represents the blood, sir. Amen. The blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is the only thing, Brother Eddie, that's going to make it all right. For whoever, whoever, amen, is going to get on this right side. Amen. It's a revelation of God that we have to have. It's a saved life. It's a transformed life. It's a changed deal. Do you know what? I happen to believe that there was probably some lineage of Rahab that said, I ain't getting in your house. You ain't nothing but a harlot. You ain't nothing but a wicked life. You ain't no good. I know God might have saved you, but I can tell you I've always lived a good life. I've always been a good boy, a good girl. What have you got to tell me? I'm all right. Don't you tell me I need to do anything. I'm just right. Who do you think you are? Right? Now, some people th say that when they translate harlot, that she's an innkeeper to diminish what she is. But I, I want to tell you that she is what she is. I'm not diminishing any of it. She's a harlot. She's a woman of the night. That's what she is. But you know what? Something, when she heard, when she heard something, something happened. Something happened. Amen. You see, something's got to happen whenever you hear. Whenever you hear. Man, Brother Eddie, I've told my church ever since this stuff started, y'all need to get your eyes open. You see, you see Jerusalem and all this encircled. Ezekiel's war right here upon us. Yeah, right. I've heard that my whole life. You ain't heard nothing. Because if you would, you would have done something about what you heard. Amen. And, and you know what? This woman's going to do something about what she heard. She's going to do something about what she's been told. Amen. And so she lets them down. It's a scarlet thread. Amen. And you know, as that thread hangs out there, those spies get down. They go off and he's trying to find where they're at, how they went this way. Amen. You know what, folks? When people ain't just exactly right, 
they'll tell you anything. She's been used to telling lies. She's been used to telling stuff she shouldn't tell. Amen. But she ain't saved yet. Right? She's just heard. She's just in this spot where there's some things can happen. And I'm listening. I've listened to you. I've let you down. The scarlet thread's hanging out here. Amen. I wonder if, if, if she'd have gotten to thinking, well, this has been lasting too long. Y'all been out, y'all been gone too long. Amen. Let me just pull my thread in. I don't want any of my neighbors to see. Amen. That I that I'm trusting in a God that they don't know nothing about. Right? So she, what if she had admitted that? You see, folks, when you get saved, you need to take real good care of what God's done for you, the blood he's applied to your life. Amen. If she'd have had an iron, she might have pulled that thing in for just a second or two on the window ledge and ironed the wrinkles out of it. If there'd have been any wrinkles that got in there because the Lord said that he was coming back for a church that was without spot, Amen. Wrinkle or any kind of a blemish. Amen. The blood takes care of that. It takes care of all of that. Amen. So that, that scarlet thread, she does her best to make sure that it's seen clearly. That everybody knows this is my house. This is where I live. I want to tell you something, folks. If you're born again, everybody ought to know that you're born again. Everybody ought to know that you're born by the blood. Everybody ought to know that you're on the Lord's side. Everybody ought to know that you came this way and that you're not on that other side. Everybody ought to know that. Amen? She don't mince anything. I mean, what else is she going to do? Right? So she keeps that thread out there. Amen? They go back, they tell Joshua everything that Joshua needs to be told, right? And whenever they get back there, Joshua says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to encompass that city one time for six days, and we ain't going to get to say nothing except for the things that the, the trumpets and, you know, all that kind of stuff, no words to be said. So, but seventh day we're going to march about seven times, right. not say anything. Last, we're going to blow the trumpets, and then we're going to shout, right? right. Walls are going to fall down. The only thing, you kill everybody in there, except for Rahab and whoever's in her house, right? Amen. And so the Bible tells us that they track off on their journey as such to take Jericho, an impregnable city, could have lasted for 30 years. Amen. There's no way that anything on this earth could ever bring her down. Amen. But God did because people did what God said to do. Amen. As I was looking at this, I was thinking about, you know, I've got some good godly heritage. I begin to thank the Lord for that. Amen. There's a lot of things that have happened that I don't like and, and I, I would rather have not happened. Amen. And there's nothing I can do about it. I wish I could, but I can't. But I got some good heritage. Amen. My grandmother was a good woman. She lived 
a good life. She prayed, sought God. Amen. Lived a good life. And I had an aunt who was a preacher. And we, uh, we would go to her house for prayer meetings on Tuesdays. And sometimes she'd have youth meetings under the oak trees out there. It was just a wonderful time that this lady provided for us. And she had an old gravel voice. Amen. Kind of like mine's been this week toward the end from all this preaching that we've been doing and praying that we've been doing. Amen. But she said, Alan, you know what, son? She said, I believe that if every saint of God would just ask the Lord at one time to come and get us, that the Lord would step out on the heavenly on the heavenly clouds and he'd pull every one of us out of here. Amen. You know, that seems to be impossible, folks. But she said that and I, I thought, my God, that is right. She's been dead for 25 years and in the presence of the Lord. But you know what, Brother Lamar, I believe that we're right here on the threshold of Jesus stepping out on the clouds and just maybe, it may be like what you said here Monday, I know we've got a lot of people that haven't got in our house, but I'm so tired of all of the backsliding, of all of the in and out, of all of this, that I'm going to live for God today, and I'm not going to live for Him tomorrow. I want to tell you folks, let's quit taking chances. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, get us in here, and Lord, get us out. Let's pray the same prayer. Is it wrong for us to try to put off the inevitable God? the day and the hour when all of it's going to happen and who am I to try to decide that this is not the day God knows the day and God knows the right time you see Jericho's going to fall he's going to fall and I just wonder how many people that, that Rahab ran and got? First thing she did, she went and got her mom and her daddy. And said, hey, I know I ain't lived good, but I got something I need to tell you. The Lord is going to destroy where we live at. And the only thing that we've got is in a provision is that you got to come and get in my house. Right? And so, they may sit there and they say, I don't like my house. We put you out. You live like you live. We live like we live. I ain't coming to your house. Y'all with me? How many of you would want to pack up and go live somewhere else when you got your own house? That ain't what he's talking about. That's what we say. But that's exactly what he's talking about in this instance. Right? So, he gets mom and dad, brother Eddie, and they, you know, she says, y'all get in here. I'm going to shut this door. All right? And then she runs on out there, and she finds, amen, her little sister. And she grabs her little sister by the hand, she said, come on, little sister. We're going to go to my house. And then he says, hey, little brother. Let's go on. Come on. Come on. Go with me. Amen. So they get up. Yeah. Right? right? Y'all still with me? Come on. Amen. Y'all come on. Y'all get in here. 
click. All right. We've got mom and dad. I've got a little brother. I've got a little sister in there. Let me see. Can I find somebody else? Amen. I'm looking for my, for my uncle. Amen. And my aunt. So I, I grab my uncle and my aunt. and say, hey, if y'all don't get in here with me, the Lord's already spoke to me. And this place is about to come down. Amen. They love Rahab. They know something's changed about her. They say, okay, we're going to go with you. Amen. So they get up. They go. They get in the house with them. They go over to the first cousin over here and say, hey, we'd like for you. She said, I'd like for you to come join us too. He said, are you nuts? I'm not going with you. I love you, brother. I wouldn't leave you out for nothing. <laughs> but there's got to be somebody, right, that says, I ain't going. I'm not going that way. Amen. And then, you know what? I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to take a chance on you. I know I said no to start with, but I'm going to go ahead and go with you. So you get up and you go and you get in the house. Amen. They're all sitting around there. And that one that didn't want to go to start with, he said, can y'all believe how big of a nut Rahab is? Amen. She's got us all piled up here in this house. Amen. Together, by all means, let's get out of here. Amen. Initially, I, I told her she was crazy, but then I decided I'm going to go ahead and go and get here with you anyway. And then you get in there, and then you start your junk. That's the way it works in church, folks. Amen. You get somebody in, and you always got a jump propagator. You really don't want to stay here. Amen. You really don't want to be here. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because let, let me just show you all this out here. See, this is how they believe. They told Rahab, amen, she had to hang this scarlet thread out the window. Amen. She had to be sanctified. Come on now. She had to have some things that everybody else didn't have. This is what we preach in our gospel arena today. That everybody's saved. That everybody's going to heaven. That nobody's going to hell. That everybody's on the right side. But the whole problem is, is you've got a jump proponent that's trying to pedal junk and causing people to walk out of that that they should never have walked out of. So the door gets opened up. Amen. And Sanford, he leaves them, tries to leave them out. Y'all get that in a minute. These, these guys got <laughs> But thank God mom and daddy didn't go and brother and sister didn't go. Thank God. Right? They stayed. And when all this took place, folks, every bit of it took place. Yeah. You see, we're right here on the rapture church. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I want to say again, I'm no better than anybody. I don't have a commodity on anything. I'm just as, you know... Worried about things in my life as I'm sure that some of you are. But when Elijah thought he was the only one, God told him, he said, I've reserved me 7,000 that hadn't bowed no knee to Baal. Amen. And so I'm here to tell you today, folks, there's still people that are living right, doing right, and doing what they ought to do. Amen. And so when it came time, Joshua 
Joshua said, kill everybody except who's in Rahab's house. Amen. When they, when they blow the trumpet and when they shout, some say that there was pockets of the outer wall that fell and made a stairway up into the park that would go up to the next part and there was another part of that fell and made another. It was just like a perfect stairwell from the bottom up to the top where the children of Israel could ascend up and destroy everybody that didn't have the scarlet thread or in the room that had the scarlet thread. Amen. Archaeologists say that they found a spot in their excavations on the north side of Jericho where there was a area that didn't fall on the outer wall that most likely, most likely, according to Bible accounts. How many of y'all know the Bible don't make no mistakes at all? But according to Bible accounts, these archaeologists said, most likely, that was Rahab's house. They ransacked the city. And they got Rahab and her family out. Amen. Why did she get out? Because she believed in what God said. And her faith in God saved her. She couldn't see all of this at the beginning. She, she heard. She heard what somebody else told her. But she said, we've heard what you did in Egypt. We heard what you did to them other kings. Amen. And I know that our king is afraid. He's scared half to death. Amen. But the bottom line is this. God don't want us to be afraid. He just wants us to get on the right side. Hang on to the right thing. Amen. Now, do you know? Do you know? This is a great story in our Bibles. And I'm sure I'm not doing it very good justice, but it's one of the best in the whole Bible. Where God takes a person who is not desirable to people. Amen. She is a Gentile. She has no lineage or right. Amen. In anything of the Jewish heritage. But the scripture tells us, uh, amen, that as, the, as things would go, uh, that she's going to marry in. Amen. To the right lineage and, and become the, 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 the line from what Jesus Christ himself is going to come from. I'm telling you today, folks, that every single one of us, I'm a Gentile by birth, amen, but when Jesus died on Calvary, he, came, he became divorced from that old lineage and he picked up something new that said the other side is dead and because of that, a new life has been picked up, which is me and I was grafted in to the kingdom of God and to the right side of things and though Rahab is a harlot and she's a Gentile she will be the one that is in the line of Jesus Christ himself they rejected him brother Lamar the Jews did he still loves them he still loves them and we'll see all of that culmination 
But thank God for Calvary for me. For me. I'm, I don't have a right to be married to you. But because of the death, that give me the right. It give me the avenue with which I could be on his side. Amen. Praise God here this morning. You know, all this week, there's just been different things that the Lord has been trying to talk to us about. But as I come to a close here this morning, the main thing that we need to remember is that every one of us have sacrificed. You've been here every morning and every night, mostly, to this these camp meeting services. Amen. But every one of us has got family members that need to be in the house. They need to get on God's side. And there's no way that we should ever, I heard you the other night, I can't help it, brother. Amen. The devil lies when we're praying. They ain't never coming. They're never going to be saved. I wonder if somebody ever said that about Rahab. I'm sure that did, but thank God tonight or this morning that God has the final say, not the devil. He don't have the final say. God has the final say. And I say by the authority of the Holy Ghost that my family is going to be in the hands of God, the house of God, and so will yours. Raise your hands and praise Him in the church. Could you come for me this morning, please? Say, 